Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlin. With me today is Stace Babcock. Hey, how are you? Alex Finn. Hi. Marietta Jones. Hola. And Samson Davis. This is episode eight, and this is only the third time you've used the shut the fuck up bar. <laughs> We're doing pretty good. I say it at the times that really matter. Fair enough, I guess. Hi, hello. I didn't say hi. We've had quite a range of adventures, and I think it would be good to kind of go around and have each of you introduce your character again, just in case people are jumping in or they need a reminder. So why don't we go ahead and start with Stace? All right. My character is Nyx, a confident glaive who needs no weapons. She's a traveler, uh, part of the Benevolent Society of Travelers, which is kind of a do-good, explorer-type organization. And uh, she's gotten mixed up with these chuckle fucks via a random contract. Alex, how about you? So, I play Chauncey Chacha Letoale, and Chacha is a passionate nano who sees beyond. So, basically... It's like the sixth sense where they see dead people, but these aren't dead people. They're just like invisible people that aren't really there, but they are there. And she's also a children's entertainer, the good kind, not a scary clown. <laughs> okay. Uh, Samson. <laughs> Alex, the fact that you had to qualify, it makes it more worrying. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so I play a Dillabrun Cret, probably called Dilly. He is an intelligent right who crafts illusions. Nervous short boy who has recently had a traumatic life incident and is weighing over his head at the moment. And he's doing his best. And tastes good. Uh, apparently. Yep. Nervous short boy in peril. That's our new horror genre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Marietta. Um, I'm playing Atalia. She's a meddlesome nano who explores dark places. And she's walking a knife's edge. It's a good time trying to figure out how to get herself out of a bit of a pickle. So let's see. Who remembers what happened last time? I am going to pick on Samson. We have recently completed a job for Mama Jiren, but we're only partially successful. So we have taken on a second contract to kind of clean up what we weren't able to accomplish in the first one. Kind of went our separate ways there for a second, and then came back together at the bar. Uh, that was a thing that we all remember what happened with Scorps and urinals. Bathrooms. Yeah. And bartenders. Ooh. And bartenders who uh, don't know what a tip means. I think they know what a tip is. Just the tip? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, at this bar, um, Atalia ran into some raspy bitch who <laughs> had to put the fucking, tried to put the fucking hurt on Atalia, but we stopped her, kind of. Anyway, after that, we went to Benevolent Traveler Society, Youth Hostel, Church Group, and come on, come on, Stace, you know that's what it is. You know what? That's the closest you've gotten, so I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we went to BTS. And it would, it's actually BST. <laughs> Benevolent Society of Travelers. But now it's the Benevolent Traveler Society. No. 
Anyway, we went there, then Natalia went to her grandma's, and then somebody recognized Dilly from a poster. That was cool, in a way. And so, got out of there, spent the night at Nix's mom's basement, ate a lot of uh, Tostino's, had a great breakfast. Um, and then recently, we, got, we learned a little bit more of um, Nix's mom's affliction. It's a teleporting sickness. Talia and Nix learned a bit more with some nano scanning. Chaka and the counter was a horror. And apparently snakes is the theme of this campaign, as we learned right at the tail end of last episode. The tail end, nice. Ah. Full circle. Oh. Like an Ouroboros. Because it's all snakes. <laughs> snakes all the way down. I quit. Anyway, we left at that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we left there with uh, Nyx and her pulsing snake bite. Nyx, you are, your hand is throbbing and you've got these bright red punctures on your hand. Oh, uh, Dilly, you got bit by a snake? Bit? No. Um, I've been dreaming about snakes. Oh. Not in a weird way, just in a normal nightmarish way. This is the snake I've been dreaming about. And then a vision of the snake. When Dilly summons that image, it is of this sort of serpentine creature. Like, the body is the body of a snake, but the head and face looks human but stretched, like moose the screen, except that it has glittering black teeth and a triple-forked tongue that ends in razors with black fluid dripping from its mouth. Oh, well, I got bit by a snake, but did not look like that. You're very lucky, I guess. This is this one eats happiness, and then he'll dismiss the image. No, nah, I got bit by like this braided snake last week. Look at it. Shows Dilly the bite marks between her thumb and forefinger on her right hand. Wow, this like a week ago. This is still. Does this look infected to you? <laughs> <laughs> is it supposed to be leaking? Yellow fluid? You know, it wasn't really even hurting until you guys like started talking about these other snakes. Huh. Weird. Yeah, then I remembered I got it. I don't know. Tully, do you have snake encounters? No, I am strictly against snake encounters, personally. It's a good policy. Huh. Speaking of which, I have a meeting I have to attend tonight because apparently my employers weren't thrilled with our bar experience. Oh. oh, you're meeting with them. Uh, do you, like, want some backup? I would love it if someone would watch my Seski for me. Oh, dang, yeah, I'll watch your Seski. Yeah, she's pretty cute. I'm into her. Seskis are pretty good. The Seski kind of hops around you and nuzzles its head against your hand. See? How can you not like this? This is great. Are Seskis pretty good guard dogs? Wouldn't you want this at uh, your talk? Because it just doesn't sound like it's just going to be all talking. It sounds like you might die. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) That's pretty extreme, sir. Uh, There will be no dying, thank you. No, uh, I actually acquired said Seski on an occupation, and I think they would potentially do nefarious things if I appeared with it, so... I just can't find it. Where did it go? Seski kind of, like, as you say that, it kind of does that thing like a dog where it, like goes down on his legs again like it's playing and, like, hops around in a circle. 
mysteriously disappeared. No idea. And now it kind of like walks around you in a happy circle, almost trotting. Can't find it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah, so uh, it was like your employers that took that item, right? So seems like maybe there was a lead there. Did you explore that at all while you were out? Um, well, I met with him yesterday and attempted to explore it, and I got yelled at for asking about things I shouldn't be asking about. But I was, like, very straightforward about what my job was going to be, and finding dead bodies on contracts was not part of it. So, I don't know. It seemed pretty dumb of them, but then I guess it's dumb of me to be questioning, so here we are. Mm-hmm. So, do you think we just wait till this meeting to try and find the item, or like, what do you guys? I don't know where they would have taken it. Um, I have. I'll start with the letter. This is where I'm meeting them. That's all I know. And this is not the normal meeting location. If you show that to Nix, make a intellect based roll. Your target is only a nine. Sixteen. Okay. Nix, you know this area. It is middle class, but it is very much like self-made middle class. It is organized crime. It's not part of what your family grew up in. It's not part of what the real rich grow up in or the nouveau rich grow up in. It's the hustlers. It is very (laughs) much the Charmant equivalent of the mafia. Ah, oh, dude, yeah, like, this is where they bring people when they want to kill them, and no one cares if they hear them scream. Oh, what? <laughs> uh, well, I don't think I can just say no. <laughs> I don't think you should say no, but I think we should have a plan. My plan was for you to watch the Susky and I would go to the meeting. That's a bad plan. <laughs> You know, I thought I would just go in and play it and be all sorry and stuff and just say, look, pretty straightforward about my job with you. And it just was very unsettling, you know. Well, not very unsettling. It was whatever, but it just wasn't what I wanted to be about. No, that's like all well and good, but we should go try to scope this place out now. See what we can do, because you should definitely go to that meeting because those are the people who know about the object. True. But uh, I don't think I'm in a position to ask about it right now, if you know what I mean. Do you think we could go, like, scope the place out beforehand? I mean, maybe you guys could, or I could try to be really sneaky about it, but these people seem like they know what's up, so I don't know if it would be that easy. I mean, we're just walking down the street, you know? Yeah, just minding our own business. Yeah, till you keep your hood up. Right, yeah, that would yeah, haven't forgotten that we need to have a conversation. Oh. What do you guys need to have a conversation about? Nothing. Oh, Dilly, show her your wanted poster. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold the phone. Dilly did something to be wanted for? Yeah, not what I was hoping it would be. Anyway, this is my wanted poster. I am worth a lot of money, apparently. So, yay, that is a shin or two there, huh? Yeah, it's a lot. So what'd you do? Oh, right. Okay. So about a year ago, I was hurting for cash. 
Normally I do enough, but that year it was just a rough few months. Stone was coming to me for commissions. And then this one lady comes in with this beautiful piece that I had never seen before. It was... Uh, anyway, um, she comes in. Have you guys ever heard of a, a Relentless Reaper? Who A Relentless Reaper. Have I heard reaper. of that? Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, Chacha, Nyx, and Italia, you can roll an Understanding Numenera roll. The target will be 12. I'm trained in it. Yeah, trained. Can I... Can I counter that? And is it... Or try to get an asset? Because would I have heard rumors about these creatures? Yeah, so you could be at the same place that Cha-Cha and Talia are at, which is a 9. I got a 16. I rolled an 11. Ooh. Oh, I got an 18. Okay, so you all have heard of these. Gridlantis Reapers are automatons that exist... It's not actually clear what their origin is, but when they are activated for a particular prey, they pursue them without end until either the prey is completely destroyed or the reaper itself is destroyed. There's a particularly powerful automaton that sets out and it has it never gets tired and it never has mercy. That's a thing that's unfortunate. Yeah. And she comes in with the metal mind of a variant Relentless Reaper. One of a kind. It was incredible. And I was so taken with it, I maybe didn't pay attention to a couple of thugs that came with her. Or much of the deal besides the how much she was willing to pay me to do it. So I started working on the piece. Uh, she wanted me to work on integration this piece with a automaton. And again, I was just so taken with the project, I didn't see what else they were adding into the automaton until much later, when I finally got a chance to like really dig into it without supervision. And I saw all the weapons, armaments, and all this nasty stuff they had added into it. So, panicking, because I kind of realized at that moment that I maybe had got into bed with some nasty people, I sort of locked it up in a way. And then I ran. And I guess they're not happy, and they want me back for that. No, I know they're not happy, because they almost got me the first night, and I've... You guys, do you guys know America, perchance? They wouldn't. They wouldn't? Okay. Well, some guy named Merrick saved me that night from a different horror show that I just stumbled into. Went from, like, Mafia movie into Lovecraft's uh, draft bin. And then he saved me from the lamprey eels that poisoned me, and I got the visions from the snakes we were talking about earlier. That's all. It's all connected. Wait, wait, wait. Back it up. Connect those dots again? Right. So, the night I escaped from these guys, ran to my shop, saw they were already there somehow, so I ran away from them, and I stumbled into a warded lost... And I guess there's some parts of town that are abandoned because they are infested with, like, lamprey zombies that just want to take a snack of nervous short boys to wander in. Oh, yeah. Well known that they enjoy eating nervous short boys. Yeah, so that was cool. Nearly died from there, but then this Merrick guy saved me, sent me on, this, on my way to Mama Jaren to hopefully help out 
my situation. That's a real bummer. Yeah. Maybe it'd be helpful to show some of these people. And Dilly will um, show an image of the lady. Uh, so this is a Sidra. She's a nano. And uh, you see kind of... I've described her as kind of cold. She looks like uh, a female version of the actor who played the T-1000 in T2. Mm. The kind of like cheekbones, short hair, scary looking. Not like... She's kind of cold. She's not... It's not that she's determined or passionate. She just has objectives that she does not... It's like President Coin in the Hunger Games. Yes. And you, are you sure that that's who's, like, after you, dude? Uh, she is one of them. I don't, she's not the leader of this organization. Have you guys heard of the Nixos? Nexos? Nixos. Nixos? Like Nix? Like me? Yeah, that's a weird coincidence. That totally happened. Daniel, have I? Well, so I would say this. Italia and Nix. For you guys, this would be a target of 12. For Cha-Cha, it would, you would be operating at a hindrance because you're not from the area. So it would be a 15 for you. I got a 6. I have remembering pertinent details. Would that help? Mm, yeah, I would say so. Uh, I just an eight. I got six. Okay, so yeah, none of you guys have any idea. <laughs> it's just, it seems like weird that the society would take this contract. Like, that's not usually the type of people we do work for. It is a private deal, though. So you know that. Like, it's a private deal where it's not, like, officially, like, a deal. It's, like, a private deal that was posted to the board. It was just an opportunity, like... So usually, like, the work board is stuff that's been reviewed by the society and approved, but the private deals are sort of, they're separate contracts that are offered out for travelers. There's no restriction against doing them because they don't judge everybody's journey, and they know that every traveler will change the people that they encounter. So it's not restricted, but... It is a private deal, which means that it doesn't necessarily fall within the predefined ethos of your order. Oh, okay. Yeah, keep your hood out, for sure. Yeah, I will. Oh, and also, before I forget, these are the two thugs that accompanied her, and also, I'm sh- I assume my shop has been burnt to the ground at this point. Um, and then first we'll throw up an image of Aces. This is Aces. I think he's a bit of a cutthroat. And you see kind of a shorter guy, greasy, gross-looking. He's got, like, this snarl smirk. I'm imagining him as as if, like, a dirty hypodermic evil was personified. That's what this guy looks like. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Aces. Pretty self-evident. He's pretty gross. And then this is his partner, Deuces. And then next image is this big, kind of big, fat guy, hairless, kind of impassive-looking. I think Nyx, since you're a glaive, even though he's fat, you can tell, like, this is, like, one of those, like, big, fat guys that's holding, like, a ton of muscle underneath that fat. Alright, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like the butler in Artemis Fowl? Kind of. Like, so would, I would say, Nyx, you would obviously recognize that Deuces, when Dilly conjures an image of Deuces, yeah, he looks fat. There's a lot of muscle, but one of the things that you notice about the way he stands 
and Dilly's image of him strikes you as somebody who's not just strong, but ready for anything. Like someone that, if you were sizing somebody up, this is somebody who you would expect is probably faster than they look like, smarter than they look like, and certainly more dangerous than they look like. Oh yeah, we uh, definitely don't want to tangle with them. You know, unless it's like I'm distracting them and like Italia's sneaking around and stabbing them. We'd have to be tricky. Yeah. Uh, they kind of turned invisible on me the night I escaped, so I I would recommend just straight up running. I don't I don't know if tricking these guys is a good idea. We'll just see what happens. Yeah. Yes. If we encounter them. If, yes. Let's not encounter them first. Sweet. Well, uh, I think that we should like get out of this house. I'm going to go pop up, say bye to my parents, and you guys want to like pack up? Yep, yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'll clean up here, and I'll start tidying up the kitchen. Okay. So, uh, Nix, is there anything specific you want to do with your family, or are you just saying goodbye? I was just saying goodbye. Like, Okay. So we'll, we'll just fast forward to you guys all being done and ready to go. Just a reminder, Dan, I still have time on my still field cypher. Do you? How long does it last? 28 hours. Okay. Yes, you do. I got about half a day, I think, left on it. Does he still have the phantom beard? Uh, that is probably gone at this point because you've slept. All right. So we're going where? Going on adventure. We're going to go scope out this place, huh? Unless you have a better idea. They have warehouses, offices they can... File a complaint to that. I mean, I have this address. We can go see what's going on there. I've not really been to this neighborhood. Mm. Yeah, and Natalia, for the entire extent of your career is the wrong word since you've been an independent contractor with them. You've always met James at the same place. So this mm-hmm. is completely different. Okay. Look, you guys can come with me if you want, or I can just go by myself. I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty stealthy. I don't know. I just, I feel bad getting you all caught up in this. Um, this is the job we're getting paid for. Just a reminder. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, let's go check it out. Yeah. And they do. (laughs) And we go. (laughs) And then we found the item in it. Okay, so you go to this ward. It's a different ward. Well, let me put it this way. Nyx probably knows of it. Dilly probably has heard of it, but I don't think any of you have spent any time. It's Ward Kala. And as you go into Ward Kala, it is very much a well-to-do ward. You see a number of cog couriers, these little clockwork creatures going around and cleaning up the area. Some of them actually carry messages back and forth. You guys find this address. I assume you guys are trying to be all stealthy about it. Yeah, yep. I have my hood up. I've got like a mask over my face. Just like a... Can everybody roll stealth for me if difficulty is nine? Oh, I'm putting effort into that. And I'm specialized in it, and I rolled a 20. Wow. I am invisible. <laughs> so it's stealth. So you roll a 20 with a 20... For something like this, I would think you could ensure that two other people are completely hidden. 
Um, I guess I'll I'll do uh Dilly and um Nyx, I guess. Okay. Plus you have stealth. I don't know. I feel like Chasha can just do whatever Chasha wants. What would I spend for effort? Speed. I'm gonna spend what was the target then? Nine now? Nine. Oh, I got a nineteen. Okay. Uh, eleven. So I would say if you've got a twenty and you've got a nineteen, everybody can be safely hidden regardless of what they rolled. Oh really? Because I got a four. Yeah, so Cha Cha is still hidden. Like let's say Italia, since she had the twenty, you managed to somehow, even though Cha Cha is wearing this flamboyant cloak, <laughs> you managed to somehow keep her hidden and not noticeable. Excellent. So how do you do that? Um I think uh I think I'm I'm like a collie and I'm like hurting her by just like walking in her way occasionally. So just being like so inconvenient that I just like kind of, you know, force her to walk where she should be. So you get to this address. I think we just walk right past it, you know? You reach this address and it looks like a stately home. It's not that different in Baldy from what the exterior of Nix's home looks like. It's more the neighborhood that kind of adds the sense of dread, at least for Nix and Dilly, because you guys know this area is with this area is full with bad people. Like Dilly, you have no reason, you have no like concrete data to suggest for sure. But based off of your experience, it would make sense that like high up people in the Nixos would live around here. Yeah. Well, this is disconcerting. Yeah. So what do you want to try to find out about this place? I would like to be inconspicuous, but I, I want to like case the joint. What are exits, entrances? Are there like goons standing about? You know, that kind of thing. So give me a perception roll. Target is going to be 12. Okay, and I am trained in that. They're all to three. Yeah. Um, there's some obvious goons at the front door, but other than that, you have no idea. Wow, guys, I'm kind of stressed out. I'm not, uh, I don't really know about this place. I don't, I don't feel confident. Uh, well, I mean, this house design, like, it's very standard design. I don't know. Nix is going to try to see what she can figure out. Okay, give me a perception roll. I will give you an asset. So it's a nine to start. I got a two. Oh, that's a GM intrusion. Oh, that's right. It is. Um, mm -hmm. Nix, you are pretty certain that you have a clear idea. This is very much, you think this is going to be very much like your house. It's a little bit bigger than your house, but you're pretty sure that you know the layout ins and outs. This looks a lot like my parents, to be honest. Yeah, you think the layout's pretty similar? That's what I would 100% expect. Okay. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better. I've been in your house a bunch, so... Should be able to handle it. I feel like we shouldn't hang out here too long, though. Well, honestly, it might not be a bad idea to see who's coming and going. Is there anywhere we could, like, hide out nearby? Is there, like, an alley or a park or a, you know? There are alleys, although this area gets 
uh, serviced by cog couriers relatively often, so the alleys aren't particularly messy. There are quite a bit of open space, but you could definitely go into an alley and try to hang out there. How wide are the alleys? They are a little bit more narrow than, say, the what you're used to, Dilly, in the Merchant District. This is a bit of an older area. But at the same time, because the cog couriers, these clockwork creatures, keep it relatively clean, it's not, like, super cramped either. So are they narrow enough that I could maybe cover an entrance with, what is my dimensions for minor illusion? Ten feet? Yes, you could. And if you wanted to make it a one-way illusion, that'll be based off of your intellect role. If that's what we're going to do, maybe we shouldn't be where, like, people could bump into us, though. Like, maybe is there, uh, any of these roofs look good, or? You could definitely try to go up to the roofs. Yeah. Everybody would need to make a climbing roll. Can Chacha set up, like, a performance in front of this building and do a saucy puppet show? If she wanted to, as, like, a distraction, she could. That is what Chacha is going to do. What is she using for puppets? Um, does she still have the scorps that next letter keep? I think Cha-Cha would still have them. They probably don't smell great right now, but I don't think Cha-Cha cares. She's got her two scorps. Mm-hmm. That's disturbing. What are you doing? So give me a performance roll, Cha-Cha. Your target is going to be 12. Natalia just watches on in horror. <laughs> Well, I got a 20, so fucking love this puppet show, bitches. Okay, so tell me about the puppet show that you're pulling off with a 20. It is definitely going to cover anything the rest of you guys are doing as far as getting into position. So I think in her mind, she's now created this buddy cop drama of her and that horror she just talked to. Like they're going around the nine world solving crimes doing good deeds, beating up jugglers. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, (laughs) cool. Is it like a good drama or is it like a bad drama like those fake police procedurals from like Forgetting Sarah Marshall? I think it's like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay, awesome. That's even better. It's that kind of good. Okay, Okay, that is awesome. Okay, so Chacha has definitely provided a distraction for you guys. Are you going to the roof? Are you going to hide in the alley? What are you going to do? I think roof. Yeah, I'm down for whatever at this point. But Dilly's got to get up there first, because if <laughs> Dilly can't get up there, then there's no illusion. That makes sense to me. Uh, Yeah, I will help him up with your help. Yep, I'm going to give him a boost. Okay, good, because I'm actually <laughs> not strong at all. You show him where the hand, uh, handholds are. I'll point them out. Okay. <laughs> So that'll max out Dilly's two assets and bring it up to bring it down to a three. And it's might if you want to make it a gimme. Uh, Twelve. I did not make it a gimme. So. Okay. So Dilly, despite your efforts and as terrified as you are, you managed to crawl up the side of this building. With a twelve, you're pretty confident that you have not urinated. As you got a twelve. <laughs> Oh, this is very tall. Oh, boy. Yeah, you made sure to not look down or any of those mistakes or anything like that. You managed to get up to the top. And honestly, Dilly, you're a little proud of yourself. 
This is something that this is way beyond what you would normally do. But with Nick's and Atalia's help, you're able to achieve something that you didn't think was possible, given your history. So please take an XP. Oh my god, yes. Rock on, dude. Mm-hmm. Live your best life. And going along with that, I am going to spend my 4 XP to make an advancement. Yay! Advancing on not peeing yourself. <laughs> I think what's going to make the most sense right now is probably my plus four into my stat pools. Because uh, Dilly's been on the run for the past two weeks or so. And finally, all that running is like starting to show. Like, there's a bit of musculature in his legs. Not a lot. Just uh, one point in might and one point in speed and the rest in intellect. Those calves. Those <laughs> calves, though. Mm, yeah. Good. That burn, it's starting to actually do something. Those calves, they bring all the bartenders to the yard. Yeah, my eyes are up here. <laughs> That's what I'll do. Cool. Okay, cool. Okay, so I need Nyx and Natalia to make climbing rolls of nine. I'm trained in climbing. I am trained in climbing. Thirteen. Twenty. What? On this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Get down with me. So, uh, definitely Italian, you get up no problem. Nyx, what would you propose as the major effect? First of all, can I describe how I get up? Yeah, absolutely. So, Italia goes old school, uses the handholds, but Nyx jumps from wall to wall in this narrow alley. Mm-hmm. And in like two jumps, gets up to the top. It's like, sup, guys. It's like extreme parkour, and Nyx hasn't broken a sweat at all. Yeah. What's up, bro? <laughs> How'd you do that so fast? Uh, I just do it, man. I've been practicing. Oh. Clearly. Yeah, you guys ever want to run with me? Like, just say so. I go, you know, most mornings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? Yep. I gotta right. get in my PT. <laughs> Got to. <laughs> um... And then I would say the major effect of this, can I save it for for if we need to get Cha-Cha up here? Yeah, you can. Okay. So Cha-Cha, everybody's up at the roof. Given that Cha-Cha is an entertainer, I imagine you continue your show even longer than is necessary as long as people are entertained. I will say this, Cha-Cha, while you're entertained, there are a couple of families that come by with kids. And the kids are really kind of astounded with how well you perform. And there's something about them that sparkles like you've like kind of awoken something in them. So please take an XP. Yes. We're entertaining children like she's built to. Yes. And then Cha-Cha, you feel like you definitely know that everybody's on the roof right now. What would Cha-Cha like to do? Did they tell her to get on the roof? I think Cha-Cha would have known that that's what they were doing. So let me put it this way. Nix, if you want to, with your natural 20, you could gift the equivalent of two assets to this for for Cha-Cha. And that would make it a three for her. But she's got a skill. Yeah. So it's a gimme for Cha-Cha. So she just gets up there. Yeah. Come on up, Cha-Cha. 
Can I roll anyway to see how hilarious this is? Yeah, sure. Okay, good, because that was a six. And she's just kind of... Say, if you cancel out my 20 with a one, I was going to be upset. <laughs> that would be amazing. So Cha-Cha gets up the roof, no problem. So you guys are hanging on the roof, presumably Dilly using an illusion to hide you guys. Yeah, like a chimney, I think. Okay. <laughs> so you guys are watching people coming and going. Most of it is not that notable, except Natalia. You notice a familiar person wandering in the front door. It is James. Hey, as long as it's not Grandma, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> grandma comes in with a shotgun. It's your grandma. <laughs> your grandma's like, like people keep asking if I'm back. I guess I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hardcore grandma for life. <laughs> the house starts burning and we're like, hmm. <laughs> well, I guess that solves that plot thread. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Moving so, right along. Excellent. So I'll point James out to them. Do you recognize Yeah, that? that's uh that's that's my handler right there. Wow. I thought he'd be like taller. Yeah, he's about average size. He is middle aged, he's got slicked back hair, he's dressed well. I would say this Italian, normally James is pretty, like, cocky in the way he moves, but he actually seems a little bit reserved and nervous as he enters this home. Yeah, usually he's a little more confident than that. I'm even more nervous than I already was. Eh, well, sometimes nerves can give you an edge because you're more alert, man. So just lean into it. Yeah. Or you know what I like to do? I like to tell myself I'm not nervous. I'm excited. Dilly rolls his eyes. <laughs> so, it is starting to get dark. And eight o'clock is quickly approaching. Okay, well, I think this is my cue. Um, you guys, watch the Sesky. Sesky, you stay. Stay here. The Sesky kind of licks your hands and looks eager to come along. Please stay. Stay. I like how we just wave away that the Seskis, <laughs> Seskis on the roof. <laughs> Honestly, the Sesky has shown some pretty amazing abilities to fall Italia. Like, it's been able to jump out of buildings, follow her through buildings. Like, it is extremely determined. At one point, while Cha-Cha was distracting everybody, the Sesky, when it saw Italia climbing the wall, literally dug its claws into the brick of the wall. And climbed up <laughs> alongside her. Hardcore man. Hey, Talia. I get the sense that nothing's going to stop this Sesky from following you, so maybe we should just kind of own it. Yeah. I just feel like I acquired this dog on, I mean, Sesky, on one of my jobs, you see, and um, they've been asking about it as the concern. Oh, we should just disguise the Sesky like we disguised Dilly. Oh. So what? It doesn't look like a Sesky. It's clearly a Sesky. I got this, uh, well, there's lots of Seskies. Uh. Nix pulls out this hot dog costume to put on the Sesky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's hilarious. <gasps> Scorp costume. Yo, Talia, should we be, like, calling this Sesky Stevie? Is that what we said? Or, like, what's its name? I haven't named her. Uh. I've just been calling her Sesky. In fact, I thought she was a boy until Grandma said she's a she. 
Okay. Which is funny because Nick's to you, this is obviously a female Sasuke. Uh, Talia, um, later on, I'll like teach you how to tell the difference between a male and a female Sasuke because it's pretty clearly. Bro, just because you have more Sasuke experiences than I, doesn't mean you have to rub it in my face like that. I mean, I'll watch your Sasuke, but I'm also gonna name your Sasuke. Please do. She needs a name. What do you want your name to be, or what is your name? What's your name, girl? The Sasuke kind of like happily like prances around. And looks at you expectantly. Is it Sesky? No. I tried. It kind of gives you this look like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> she's not a Pokemon. She's she's a Sesky. <laughs> so this is me putting you on the spot, Marietta. You are going to have to come up with the name. I'm going to tell you this for sure. The Sesky is not going to accept a name from anyone except you. All right, Jesky, you stay here. You be a good girl. A good Sesky. Name Jeski. Okay, I'm leaving now. So Jeski does a very like excited like hop around and uh, lays down expectantly and wags its tail and uh, looks around at everybody else. She likes love and affection, just like everybody. Sup, Jeski? We're gonna watch Italia and make sure she's safe. As if it somehow knows that you're supposed to be sneaky, it just makes a little like burr, like it's agreeing with you. Hey, Marietta, what's your cypher yeah. situation? Or what's uh, Talia's cypher situation? So I actually have a clutch cypher um, called Caustic Storm. That's a level 10 cypher. Holy fuck. Okay. So I wasn't really going to bring that up, but it's my, like, if everything goes to shit, she's just going <laughs> to... Okay, because I had a similar kind of nuclear option. But if you already have one, then... Yeah, it's called Caustic Storm. Um, it seems pretty dope. It can attack 14 people at once. 14 targets with an immediate range. Damn. With moats. Hellstorm-sized moats of roiling caustic fluid that fly towards and attack all targets. So yeah, good stuff. <laughs> well, shit, she'll be fine. <laughs> and if they miss, they continue to attack other targets in the area until the cipher's depleted. Yeah, it can also hit me, I think, so... It does. We'll see. Oh, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a Michelin man suit. Well. <laughs> what is it called? Inflatable suit, level four. A pill that when swallowed causes a number of backs to suddenly erupt and inflate all over the user's body. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But um one of my ciphers is a speed heal that uh gives you a mic point back every every minute for an hour. So oh, that might help against your caustic nice. storm if you get hit too bad. Yeah, but that's once an hour. I, I don't want to take that from you. No, I one, feel like one minute. One minute for oh. an hour. For an hour. Um thank you, but I think save it for later. It might be more relevant. Right. I appreciate that. Alright, I will Stealthily climb down from the roof. Okay. So since you've already done it once, just give me a climbing roll of six. Okay. I'm trained in climbing. That's an 18. Okay. So you get down no problem. And then um, I'll make sure my my hood is like properly in place and I'm going to try to be stealthy and like loop back around. So it like looks like that I, in case anyone's like looking for me, that I've walked through more of town. Mm-hmm. On my way here, so um, 
it's less conspicuous. Okay, I'll just give that to you. Okay, and then I'll I'll approach and uh, follow the instructions as given and do whatever secret handshake door knock that is involved. Okay, so you knock on the door and it's answered, and somebody relatively small kind of says, "Natalia." Yep, that's me. Follow me. And they lead you down some stairs, down, 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 to a basement that seems to be multiple levels down. Oh, excellent, lovely. Just like, just like Nix's house is what she's thinking right now. Yep. And (laughs) in fact, there is at one point where you step into a, what we would think of as an elevator that seems to move you multiple floors, and then you definitely feel a vibration that seems like you're moving left and right in different directions. And then it opens, and it leads into a room. And in this room, you see a number of people, most of whom you don't recognize. They're from sort of all walks of life. But one person you see waiting near the entrance is James. But farther ahead, on a elevated dais, or dais, however you pronounce that, there is a man there, very imposing. And he is sitting there, and to his right, and a little bit below, stands the woman who encountered you in the restroom. Red (laughs) hair and a scar across her throat. And as you walk in, there is a sudden silence that descends. And James walks up to you and whispers in your ear, Just play it cool, Italian. Play it cool, please. And the woman with the scar across her throat, this raspy enforcer who asks questions, says, Who stands for the judgment of the hand? My name is Natalia. That is not a full name. Please provide your surname. Stone. Oh, you already had that ready to go. Way to go. We will see you, Marianna. <laughs> we did the same thing to Stace and told her not to warn you, so hopefully she did. <laughs> no, she didn't. I failed miserably, if it makes you feel any better. Well, I failed with the Sesky name that I'm still not feeling confident about, so... Gesky <laughs> is the best Sesky name. Okay, good. Italia Stone, the woman says, Italia Stone stands before the one who tells the story. And up there, the figure says, Italia, you stand accused of asking questions about contracts other than yours. We need to maintain some level of separation with our contractors, but you seem to be taking an interest beyond that. And we, and he kind of motions to the entire collective group, and you can see that James is sweating, need to take an assessment. Okay. That's a, a thing, apparently. So you've asked questions, questions about other contracts. This is a thing that is forbidden an independent contractor and James, your handler has spoken on your behalf please tell us what the intention of your questions is 
and consider carefully because your answer will determine your future. Look, I wasn't my intention to stick my nose where it didn't belong. I really don't care about the other contracts. I just didn't like that you hired me out for a contract and there was conflict of interest going on in the middle of it. That was all. I feel like the, the, I was pretty clear about what I would do and not do and just like throw that under my plate without any warning was a little disconcerting. So just communication could have been better. Is that really what Italia thinks? Is it just that or is it a um, I don't think Atalia is giving a moral implication to them right now as far as it. I don't think she would be down if they're like, we need you to kill this person and be like, ha ha ha, you hire assassins for that. I'm not an assassin. Okay. Okay. So this would be persuasion based. Okay. Let's see. So give me a nine minutes. Okay. We'll see. All right. 19. Nice. The raspy enforcer turns to this and says, What do you think, Merrick? And Merrick looks down at you. This coming handler who tells the story says, I understand confusion, but it seems odd to be asking about the media. Especially when it might cause a conflict for our clients. I'll say, uh, it just made it really awkward with, you know, the contractor there be put in that sort of situation and having someone from this organization be dead with the logo was not helpful mm. okay so give me since you're taking your grandmother's approach give me a persuasion roll with a the default target is a nine you'll get an asset from your grandmother which is a six okay eighteen and Merck looks at you and says, It's reasonable. I understand the professional conflict. Still, I think it's a bit unprofessional to be asking about the details of other conflicts from your handler. You know that he is not in a position to answer you. Ty will just inhale and exhale and not say anything because she doesn't know what she's supposed to say at this point. But I still think you're probably trying to communicate something. What are you trying to communicate? Well, just like she doesn't know what to, to ask of this guy. You know, they put her in a really awkward situation with the person that they hired her out to. You know, they must have been aware that there was going to be a conflict of interest there. So it seems pretty dumb to her. So she's like, what the heck? Like, I was pretty clear. We had this conversation. You put me in a really awkward position. You know, like, I, I don't know what they want me to say. Of course, I'm going to inquire so that I can... If I have any further dealing with these people, just in general, it would have been really nice to have some sort of anything. Okay. Merrick, there's a long silence. It's very happy. Understand the conflict. Still, it's very clear. Obviously, you are not a member of our organization. You are an independent contractor. I ask you now, and I will offer you an XP, no, you know I never say no to that. Hey, who will you give the other XP to? Mm, Dilly, because he's wanted, and now we're both wanted. I'd like to discuss with you the possibility of you becoming more than an independent contractor, of becoming a member of our order. This would require your strict obedience to all of our 
rules and structures and become a member in full truth of the handlers of Shermont. Um, she'll look like taken aback by that. It's not where I expected this conversation to go. He just waits. Um, I, you know, prefer acquisitions as a contractor. Um, why would you want me? I understand that you prefer acquisitions. What I'm asking for you is to move from an independent contractor to a full member of our order, to somebody who can act on contracts and has also issued contracts, someone who is privy to the inner workings of the organization that would require your loyalty to our organization. We would issue you a patch, a symbol, so that anyone who dares question you would know from which organization you draw your strength. I am flattered, but I'm not sure if I'm willing to take that step at this point. And she will be clearly, like, very uncomfortable. Like, just went from, like, we're thinking about killing you, so why don't you come hang out with us? And she's like, how about no? James is looking particularly frightened as he stares at you. Merg says, was your handler wrong about you? Is that the case? Did he misunderstand your role in all this? Um, I don't think so. I think I'm very good at the work I do. I just prefer to remain independent. I've done. Give me a persuasion role. Your target is nine. Nine. Okay. Nine. Solid nine. Merrick believes you and says, I understand you're looking for something to keep you independent. Something that makes you separate. I am sorry that your handler's judgment was so incorrect. And you see another figure step out of the crowd and they grab James and they slit his throat open and he falls to the ground bleeding and he's like choking and reaching out before he dies. I'll uh, try to make myself seem as emotionless as possible about this. Okay, so give me a deception roll. Target is going to be nine. That's a two. So you definitely look upset, unless you want to spend XP. Uh, no, no. I think I'll just look. Uh, like my face will be very pale, and I'll be like, "Oh, okay, okay, we're going this route here." Merrick is watching you very closely, and he says, "Consider this a lesson learned. You will be assigned a new hand." They will meet you at the usual place in days' time. And then he smiles and says, Don't be late. And at that point, he stands up to leave the room. And this red-haired woman who asked you before comes forward and says, This session is at a conclusion. Everybody else starts leaving from the rooms. And in the meantime, she walks up to you and says... I'm Tamara. We're going to get to know each other real well. And that's where we'll end this episode. Damn. Damn. I feel like every other cliffhanger is like, ooh, Italian done fucked up. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, Talia does that a lot. <laughs> I feel like uh, the backstories I give Dan are very easy for him to just be like, oh, I can really fuck with her character at that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be truth, you guys give me a lot of those, so it's fun. Listen. Talia's kind of a gimme's. I, I knew what I was risking when I give you a happy home life situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm waiting for my grandma to be brutally murdered. <laughs> Dude, your grandma is going to be the big bad evil guy at the end of this. <laughs> I hope so. I really hope so. Or the bestest good guy, like the the Deus Ex Machina at the end. Yeah, and like she's gonna be like yeah. top Beifong, like just comes in like at the end, six days is like, all right, go wrecks everything. Yeah, she did demand that you come back and tell her everything. Yeah, so I mean, I'm going to. I'm very stressed out though. I didn't expect them to kill James, but I'm sure James just got into a shitty situation. But, like, why did he tell them that? That was dumb on his part. I think he was required to. I think he oh. was stuck. Like, he, you basically made his decision for him. Well. So, with that in mind. Sorry, James. Nick's face. Mm. Is there something that stood out in this episode for Nick's that you want to highlight? Yeah, the parkour up the alley, because I feel like it is now canon that Nix's morning runs aren't like endurance runs. It's parkour. She's a parkour person now. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that the Seski, Jeski, can parkour means that there are future Nix and Jeski parkour runs. I dig it. We have a session we do every week called Player Intrusions, where we offer our listeners an XP to check out something that they should be absolutely interested in. This week, it is Samson. Samson, what would you like to offer our listeners in XP to check out? I think our listeners should go check out a webcomic called Lore Olympus. It is. It's so good. It is very good. It is a modern retelling of the story of Persephone and Hades. And, yeah. And what I especially love about it is that the artist kind of takes advantage of... um the digital format. So this isn't like a webcomic that would like work in a comic book format. This is something that takes advantage of like the continuous scroll up. The art style is amazing. I don't really know what I would call. It's like watercolory kind of, and not water. They'll have like cool landscapes that like connect scenes though, like between scenes, you know, it'll be scrolling and it'll be like color change to the different aesthetic. I don't know. It does that, which is great, but there's also like a lot of vibrant colors. Like a lot of characters are like purple or red or green or blue or stuff like that because they're gods, so it's fine. Um, so it's kind of a drama romance. There is a bit of a content warning if anybody's uncomfortable with sexual trauma or like stuff like that. There are instances that come up that's explicitly depict it, but not graphically. Yeah. So it's a very like, Greek mythology. Yeah. Stuff happens, but it doesn't like get gross about it it just but it's explicit about it yeah and uh but um in the chapters where that do happen where that does happen the creator's very good about like putting that right up front so you'll know if you're going to get into that and it's great okay if you ever really want a hated depiction of apollo i recommend laura olympus you really want someone to hate he is it's great the worst i hate him so much yeah i'll have to check that out I make a point of whenever you guys 
write down what you're going to do instead of, of not looking it up until you've presented it because I want to hear your pitch. But that sounds very cool. It's also free. Like, I think the app is free. It's on the webcomic app. We are a new podcast, like I've said many times before. If you liked what you heard this time, the best thing you could do for us is to tell your friends. Tell them what you liked. Tell them that you enjoyed us and all of that fun stuff. The second best thing you could do is leave us a five-star rating review on the podcast directory of your choice. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Particularly Apple Podcasts that has a big influence on where people find us and how we connect with the audience. So anything you can do there is awesome. If you didn't like the podcast, then, you know, do the American thing and eat your feelings. Just, you know, find something that's like deep fried and just eat as much of it as you can until you feel better. That's really the way to go. If you did enjoy what you heard, feel free to reach out to us on the social media. And Marietta, where can people find us? You can find us on our website, explorerswanted.fm, or on Twitter at Explorers Wanted, or on Instagram at Explorers Wanted Podcast, or on Facebook, Explorers Wanted Podcast. And I think that's all of them. Yep, that's absolutely true. Yep. Correct. Yep, that's them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you want to reach us individually, you can reach me on Twitter at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me at Stace Windu. It's like Mace Windu. Stace Windu. Uh, you can talk trash about Apollo with me at Slam Potato. And find me sleeping at Realty Unicorn on Twitter. I wonder if I could stream that. That's not creepy. That has to be a thing. I, I don't want to know about it. That almost feels like it crosses the boundary from Twitch to, like, OnlyFans. <laughs> Sorry, you have to subscribe to our Patreon for that one. Yeah. <laughs> if we get 100 followers, we will create an OnlyFans where you can watch me sleep. Oh, and then me. You can look at my pretty, pretty pictures on Instagram at I'm on a hike. Awesome. Thank you all for listening. We will be back next week, as we will be for every week for the foreseeable future, for more explorations throughout the ninth world. Have a good night, and bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.